Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into The Meg in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. The Meg came out a month ago, uh, August 10th in the United States. This is a month later, and I finally feel like talking about it. Uh, maybe I won't remember anything about it, but I think it was only fitting to have uh, someone talk about it with me who the movie was named after. Um, so, uh, back for another episode is my friend Meg. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Just okay. Just okay. So, I saw this movie opening weekend. I believe you saw it opening weekend as well. I saw it opening night, Thursday night, because I was that hyped okay. about it. Yes. Excited to see yourself on the big screen. Yeah, I didn't realize I was so self-absorbed that, like, to get excited about something, it only needed to be named after me. But apparently mm-hmm. that's a thing that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've never seen a movie named The Ryan, so I, I don't know how I would feel about that. But just think about it. But if it existed, it was just... It'd be nice. Then, like, how would you feel? Would that be exciting? Probably. Yeah, especially if it was about, I like, a so. giant, like, shark monster or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be fun. It'd be interesting. <laughs> um, so, like I said, it's been a while since either of us has seen this movie. Uh, we just kind of found the... took us a while to find the time to do this and record this. So, predictably, I, I'm sure our memories will be a little hazy. Yeah. But... If you can recall, how what what other than the movie's named after you, what what were your thoughts before you had seen the movie? What were you thinking heading into it? Were you excited, worried, concerned, anything? No, I was mostly just excited. Like normally, like shark movies aren't really my thing. I don't have. I'm not opposed to shark movies. I'm really not into mm-hmm. like Jason Stratham action movies i think he's ridiculous but yeah mostly i was just like there's a movie and it's just called the meg and it's amazing (laughs) plus all the uh fantasy movie league hype surrounding it that more just Mm -hmm. inflated my ego and made me more excited about it so that was a thing i kind of i didn't have high expectations going on i figured it was going to be like just ridiculous sure so yeah, I wasn't expecting any, like, Oscar-worthy performances or something. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm also not a huge fan of, like, Jason Statham action movies. Um, I didn't really have super high expectations going in either. Uh, I hadn't watched the trailer. I'd only really seen posters of it around my theater. So I wasn't sure, like, how they were going to make this work at all. Uh before I had seen it and it predictably got, you know, rotten ratings on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes and 
um, general thumbs down, but, you know, fun, but thumbs down kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much where I figured it would be anyway. Um, so, you know, it it was, I don't know, it it just, it felt like any other movie with The Rock in it or something (laughs) like that, uh, just with Jason Statham instead. I kind of like The Rock, though. He's kind of fun. He's more, he's more charismatic. Yeah, he's a little more charming. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So... You saw it opening night, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, was there like, was it crowded, packed? It was, which I was surprised about. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be like that, like hyped up. I figured, I figured there'd be mm-hmm. like a handful of people, but no, it was pretty well full, my theater. And it was like a lot of like families, which was really like not what I was expecting. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, families with, like, kids there. Like, in the row I sat in, there was, like, a family of, like, six people, like, four of which were kids. Like, how young kids? Like, eight. Like, little kids. And there was, like, a lot. Like, at least probably, like, five or six, like, families like that with, like, younger kids. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really a lot of, like, groups of teenagers, which was kind of more what I was expecting. There's only, like, one or two of them, but, yeah, it was a lot of, like, apparently it was a feel-good family movie. I wasn't aware of that, but that (laughs) seemed to be the vibe that I got. Sure. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Uh, Did you see it in, like, IMAX or anything? No, just regular. Just regular? Regular. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um which kind of feels like a disservice to to a movie about the biggest shark ever. True, probably true. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's that. <laughs> it could have greatly improved uh, the movie, you don't know. Uh, sure. Sure could. <laughs> sure could have. Uh, so uh you're in a packed theater Thursday opening night um a movie named after you. Yes. How, how how did it feel watching it? So, like, I don't know, was, like, the crowd invested in it? Did you... Were you invested in it? Uh, I was. Like, were you able to kind of, like, let yourself go along for the ride, even though it may or may not have been the best movie in the world? Yeah, I mean, it was fun. Like, there was a lot of parts of it where I was like, what is happening right now? But, I mean, yeah, it was, like, a good time. Like I said, I wasn't expecting, like, some sort of awards-worthy, like, performances or anything Mm -hmm. but no i thought it was fun yeah and the people in the theater seemed like seemed like they thought they were having fun too yeah so they weren't like super rowdy like you know cheering for things or being ridiculous but it seemed like a good time i had a good time great that's great really all i care about is myself and my entertainment so you know yeah (laughs) did you like it what did you think that's what you end up going there to get anyway right is a good time so mission successful (laughs) what about you yeah i you know i had relatively low expectations (laughs) and they were at least met (laughs) uh so i couldn't be super disappointed at least um i didn't feel surprised by really anything that happened in the movie uh, nothing really stuck out to me as like, oh man, I totally didn't expect this to happen. But you know, 
Um, I remember there was this one image I had seen from the movie of uh, like um, a beach scene with a big wave with the shark like in the wave. <laughs> and you can like see people like rising up into the wave as it's cresting. And like that wasn't even in the movie. I was very disappointed because I was really curious how that circumstance was going to arrive. <laughs> and there is a beach scene. There is like the shark around a lot of other people. But like that specific image doesn't show up in the movie, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I was, you know, fine. <laughs> fine. It was fine. It was basically like a giant shrug. Yeah, yeah, giant shrug. <laughs> I can, I can, I can approve of that. Right. Clarif- classification. Yeah. Uh, so bef- we can we can get into like super specifics, um, at least Wikipedia specifics. Uh, but I guess just like on on a surface level, like how by the time the movie was over, good, bad, thumb sideways. That I felt about it. Yeah. Um, I would say thumb sideways. Thumb sideways. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know on the Ryan scale. I don't know what I would give it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Actually, no, actually, I think I did give it something, but I don't have it handy right now. Okay. Probably like a, in the ballpark of like forty something. Forty something. Yeah. I can get behind yeah. that. Yeah. I, I wasn't terrible. It was like it was entertaining for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those movies where it's just like stupid and kind of bad, and you're like, "Well, eh. eh. it's kind of fun though." It had its moments. Yeah, I agree. It, it wasn't awful. Uh, it's not like trash. There, there's merit. It, you know, there are plenty of scenes with the shark that like look good. Um, I really liked uh, Lee Bingbing as the Asian woman character. Mm. Uh, I liked what she was up i don't know i liked her character i thought it was good yeah i didn't like her that much why not i don't know she was kind of blah (laughs) why um i don't know Mm. she just she was uninspiring for me she was a little too serious like i think that kind of movie you sort of have to like kind of have fun with it like Okay. In comparison, like, I liked Ruby Rose's character. You could tell she I was just, too. like, having, like, fun. She wasn't taking it, like, too sure. seriously or whatever. I agree. Yeah. Like, that sort of movie's better when, like, I think the actors sort of, like, are like, okay, this movie's... It is what it is. Let's have a good time with this. Instead of trying to, like, elevate it with this, like, super <laughs> serious performance. Like, that's not what we're here for. I mostly agree with you. <laughs> uh... I mostly agree with you. I do think that, you know, in like sci-fi types of movies like this, that having one, maybe two characters who aren't, you know, like hamming it up and and chewing on all of the scenery (laughs) does kind of like help for the characters that are doing that because like then you get uh, like a different point to, to work off of in a sense. Yeah. If that, if you get that. Yeah. You have to have a straight and, man a little bit. Yeah, exa- yeah, straight man. And I think definitely uh, Li Bingbing, whose character's name is Su Yin, uh, is the closest thing we had to that in this movie. And her dad. Her dad was, like, super serious. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess. Wait. He's not in it that much, but... Well, no, but, like, when he was, he was very... Yeah. Very solemn. Very fatherly. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Okay. So, you weren't disappointed by the movie. No. It was pretty much what you expected. Yeah. Good. Um, for me, uh, pretty much the same thing. I guess maybe my expectations were a touch lower than yours since it wasn't named after <laughs> me. Um, my my rating for it ended up being uh, a 34. So, a little lower. But, you know, it doesn't kind of end up below my, like, this is a ter- the worst movie ever <laughs> threshold or anything like that. There are plenty of worst movies I've seen this year. Uh, at least, I don't know, a solid 60, 70, 80 <laughs> movies. Uh, which maybe says more about me than anything else. Um, so, uh, that said, um, what, I don't know, do you want to just like kind of go through it step by step? Is there anything specific you want to pull out of the movie that you remember? Um, I mean, I took notes, so... We can go through it, I guess, okay. yeah, and see what I remember okay. from it. The reason I took the notes is because I knew, like, two days later I'd forget everything that happened, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wish I wish I had notes as well, but. I thought ahead. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so basic premise, because we haven't really talked about the premise of the movie, but basic premise <laughs> is uh, Jason Statham plays a rescue diver. The opening scene of the movie is him rescue diving. Uh, It's like a five years earlier flashback. And he is rescuing a group of scientists from this nuclear submarine that is um, one of the... I forget the way they refer to it, but basically it's the lowest elevation like rescue that's ever happened. And they later on in the movie... Hmm? My dad was on a nuclear submarine, so I know about them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what they're handy for, is they can go, like, they can stay underwater for a long time. Yes. Yes. Sidebar. Sidebar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we find, later in the movie, I think they reference that, like, this particular rescue that Jason Statham did was, like, the only time that anyone has ever, like, attempted it and survived to that effect. Mm Mm-hmm. At least at the ele- at, at the depth that the submarine was at. So, um, the fallout of this is that during this rescue, uh, we don't really see what's actually happening. But the implication is that the submarine is being attacked and flooding, and something is attack is like ramming into the sub as it's being as the scientists are being rescued. Uh, Jason Statham's like, if we don't get out of here right now, everybody's going to die. And everybody else is like, doesn't really... I I don't know why no one else has the same reaction that he does. It feels really strange to me. Because they're not the hero of the story. They don't know what's happening. I guess. (laughs) But ultimately, he has to disconnect the rescue vehicle from the sub and get away leaving people that he knows are alive to be killed because at least from his point of view going back to save them will only result in everyone dying because it'll take too much time Mm -hmm. a practical solution to a problem that makes sense to me and 
presumably most viewers of the movie, I, I hope, but one that leads to uh, him being completely discredited and, you know, totally dismissed and, like, considered a fraud or whatever, you know, tons of backlash mm-hmm. over all this this story, uh, which is unfortunate, I think. Right. It's sad. He was so good. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, so Jason Statham, rescue diver, retired now. Five years later, uh, we meet um, Rain Wilson, who is uh, this huge, rich jerk uh, who is funding an underwater research facility. And uh, he and his team have discovered this, like, blanket layer of, I don't know, it's like a cloud, I guess, that is at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. And the Marianas Trench... uh, reputably the deepest point in the ocean that we have at least discovered and, and are aware of, uh, this cloud would indicate that there's actually a point deeper within the Marianas Trench. And they don't know what's down there, but just that they think that they can just go right through it and something will happen. Uh, how did you like that? Was that? Did that work for you? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. It was eh. Yeah. I mean... It seems unlikely that the ocean floor has some weird cloud layer that yeah. they can just like know that the... bust through in a submarine. <laughs> I don't know that the science really work checks out on that. A little, a little um, questionable. Very. Uh, and even if it does, it doesn't like sound like it should anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of all that really matters in a movie like this. Yeah, I get. I mean, not really, but I guess nobody's really going to care about this if they're like here to see a big shark movie. But <laughs> if that's your main problem know. with the movie, then maybe <laughs> there's other there's other problems. Yes, be like um, the rest of the movie was fine, but the part about how they got down there, I just can't get on board with that. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, so. You know, we meet this kind of motley crew of scientists, uh, including Ruby Rose, Lee Bingbing, uh, Cliff Curtis, et cetera, et cetera, a bunch of people. And three people are set to go down into the cloud and kind of, you know, basically first man on the moon, first human under, I don't know, hydrogen sulfide, thermocline cloud, Marianas Trench thing. Uh <laughs> planning a flag or what have you. And there's, uh, we don't know this at the time that it happens until later, but the woman who is on this submersible is the ex-wife of Jason Statham. What are the odds? How convenient. How convenient. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, they take the sub down and it, it goes through. And it's... I don't know what I expected. Like, they tell you that there's this hidden place, hidden, hidden area in the ocean, never before seen by human eyes, uh, masked by this cloud away from the rest of the ocean for, for who knows how long, centuries, you know, millennia. And I don't know. It, it just looks like the bottom of the ocean to me. Right. I, I don't know if I needed it to, if it should have looked like more than that, but it just looked like the bottom of the ocean to me. Yeah. 
you'd think if it was supposed to be less like magical wonderland underneath this magic cloud barrier, mm-hmm. there'd be something cooler about it. Yeah. Well, plus two, like, yeah. I don't remember. Was it supposed to be, like, really warm under there or, like, cold? Did they specify? So, I believe that... So, the explanation for, like, why the things under the cloud haven't come above the cloud is because of the temperature. And I think the cloud itself is really cold Mm -hmm. or something to that effect. And it, like, creates this layer that prevents the the life forms underneath it from like passing through it and re-entering the ocean proper uh something like that i don't know Hmm. that's the explanation they give us at least yeah i feel like if it's i don't know if there's like two different climates like in the upper ocean and lower ocean one i feel like it should look different because different things should grow there Mm-hmm. And there should be different creatures probably floating about. And two, then, getting ahead of ourselves slightly, if something comes up from lower ocean to upper ocean, I feel like, I don't know if it would necessarily die immediately, but, like, different climate, it's not going to work out. Like, if you take a polar bear and put it, like, in the Sahara Desert, it's probably not going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I have I have questions. I have a lot of questions. Apparently my main problem with the story is what I just said, the actual scientific tomfoolery of this cloud barrier. Right. Okay. So <laughs> so like Wikipedia links to like the the explanation they have for what this layer is. Mm-hmm. So it's a thermocline. It's, it's just a thermocline. That's what they call is it. Is this like a, a legit thin, thing? So yeah, this is this really exists. I don't know if it exists to the extent that they talk about, but in the ocean, the thermocline divides the upper mixed layer from the calm deep water below it. Uh, depending largely on season, latitude, and turbulent mixing by wind, thermoclines may be a semi-permanent feature of the body of water in which they occur, or they may form temporarily in response to phenomena such as the radiate radiative heating slash cooling of surface water during the day slash night so it doesn't feel like one they call it thin but distinct not like a cloud Mm -hmm. which is you know not exactly what we see because it looks like the floor of the ocean from above it which doesn't really check out with what they're describing in this article but uh, the image here that they use as an example of it shows, like, top of the body of water, super warm. Then the layer, which is, like, still, and, like, there's not really movement within it. And then the bottom is super cold and movement again. So I agree. Like, if there's all this stuff under that level, under that layer, which is, as they say, the deepest section ever in the ocean... And then they get down there, and it's like, yeah, it's cool and neat, and there's lots of weird animals and fish, but I've, I know all, I recognize, like, squid, <laughs> shark, these are things I'm familiar with. Like, you know, show me something that wouldn't be down there. If this was a movie about a different type of giant sea creature that wasn't fam- something I was familiar with, that would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I mean, that's not what this is. No. And then it wouldn't be called the bag. And really, what would even be the point? We wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> that's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> um, right. So, so, so three people, submersible, <laughs> submersible go through the layer. And we get the, our first look at this, you know, oasis site sort of thing. And then uh, something big hits the submersible and it, they lose contact. The people back in the station lose contact with everyone in the water. Uh, we don't know what it is. We didn't see it, what hit the hit the submersible. So uh, my natural, so as soon as this happened, I'm like, okay, it was the Meg. Because that's what this movie is about. Right. Is, did you think that too? Yeah. That was okay. my assumption. Uh, actually, that's not what happened. Or at least, I don't think that is, based on like the sequencing of events. No. Uh, so, everybody's freaking out. What do they do? How do they fix it? What da, 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 da. And um, for, one of like the first reactions is for uh, Cliff Curtis's character to be like, we got to get Jason Statham. He's the only one that can save everybody. <laughs> and... Uh, he, he his his suggestion meets resistance, and um, any but ultimately he they that's what they decide to try to do at least. And so a couple of people go to try to get him. In the meantime, uh, our Asian female character leaving Bing Su Yin, uh, she goes down to do it herself. Uh, I, I, I don't I think that was a bad decision. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem like a, a smart move, no. personally. No. No. But then, but then, how would our friend Jason save everyone? I know. Saving three people who absolutely cannot do anything. Uh, you know, that's just not as good as saving four people. Yeah. <laughs> the the numbers are, are so different. Um, but I guess, the I don't know, I guess the point being that... Um, Showing that Su Yin is like a take charge type of person, which is great. Uh, I think there are better ways to do that without making her seem absurd and foolhardy. But and sure, movie. Also, having to get saved by a dude because that's an important thing that happens. <laughs> it is an important thing that happens. How would anybody ever uh, get any dudes if we didn't need to be saved? It's true, though. It's true. Actually, it's true. Yes. I mean, you yourself must have been saved by a dude at least once in your life, or you wouldn't still be here. It happens like once a week at least. I, I think. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay, so she goes down. Uh, the it's kind of, I, the timing of this sequence kind of really was weird to me. So we see two people travel to find Jason Statham. Jason Statham's like. I'm never doing that again. And they're, he's like, there's nothing you can say that'll make me do it. Let's have a beer. <laughs> and all they, all they had to say was like, it's your ex-wife. And he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm in. Uh, we watch Su Yin go down in her tinier sub. And somehow, like, Statham arrives at this place, or at the uh, research facility, like, must be minutes after... Su Yin leaves. Yeah, so because, this, yeah, so that's like a big question. It's like, where, uh, where exactly? I, ha I have many questions about the timing of things that happened in this movie, but yeah. So right. they like go to get him. Did what? Well, is he like living like next door? He's I, in Thailand. I thought this like thing the, was out in the middle of the ocean. Like, how did they get there? How did they get there so fast? 
Well, I mean, I mean they flew, I guess, obviously. I guess. I, but... is, does Rain Wilson have, like, a teleportation device? Or, like... No. Like, uh, super, super speedy jet? G6, is that what the speedy jets are? No. Oh. I don't, I, I don't know. But, like, they didn't use that. It didn't... It looked like they were... I, I don't remember it perfectly. I felt like they were using a helicopter. Probably, because I think that's what Which... Rain Wilson had. But, like, also... So, like, Jason Statham gets there. And he's literally, like, freaking, like, five minutes behind mm-hmm. the other person, Suyin. Yes. So, I believe that the facility was off uh, off the coast of China. Somewhere in the ocean... Uh, near China, mm-hmm. or wherever. I mean, I guess that it's wherever the Marianas Trench is. I, it's not. It doesn't. It's. Just, I'm looking at a map. <laughs> it doesn't tell me where the Marianas Trench is on this map. Curse it. But it's on China. It's it's somewhere around China. And Jason Statham was in Thailand. So I mean, that's pretty close. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a five like, minute trip. It's not, but they are fairly close. In in, you know, I can like, they're less than an inch away. <laughs> Uh, maybe they just but... walked there. Maybe they swam. Maybe they didn't even take a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm questioning your ability to read maps right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, so so my here here's what I think. Here's what I think really happened. Okay. I think that there's a lot of time where nothing happened at the base. Uh, you know, between when they left to go get Jason Statham and when they bring him back. Mm-hmm. But what the movie really, really harps on and and tries to shove down your throat is when Jason Statham gets in the the sub, and you know I don't know what he's been doing for five years. Uh, it, I think he was like managing like fishing vehicles or something to that. It's like that. Yeah, that's kind of like. Uh, yeah, but anyway, he's in this sub, which I have to imagine in five years it's it can't possibly be like the same sub type of submarine that it was when he was using subs instantly knows exactly how how to do it didn't read a manual you know he just he just knows it like he's been reading up on every single technological advance in submarine technology for the last five years well at the same time though it's you have to have be in a special submarine to go down under the cloud i don't know Mm -hmm. if really that's kind of a specialized version i don't know if that would have changed that much but but if but like Five years ago, there was no such thing. Like, we didn't even know there was a cloud five years ago. So there could be this sense... Like, this could have been created specifically for this errand, basically. True. I don't know. Uh, It's a question mark, and they don't address it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. If that's your main Uh, flaw with this movie, I have some questions for you also. So... (laughs) (laughs) But what the movie does is basically... Jason Statham diverts all the power in the sub to, like, descending. And everybody's like, this is a terrible idea. But he does it anyway. And it eventually... Basically, what they're trying to say is that, like, he's moving two times, three times, four times as fast as Su Yin's sub. And so he's catching up to her that way. (laughs) I don't know if that's real. But they do it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, either way, Suyin gets through the cloud first, regardless. He's not that fast. And uh, she finds the, the trapped people, 
uh, by this time, we kind of get like, better keep your lights off or the thing will attack you because it can see your lights. And uh, Suyin, I, I don't remember if she knows that, I think she they did tell, they're able to tell her that Statham is coming in after her. And yeah, because there's like that scene where he's like saying something about how like she shouldn't have even be down there and she overhears him. Oh, yeah, yeah. To that effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she knows he's coming, but she goes to try to make the rescue on her own. Uh, and that's when we see what I believe is the thing that caused this problem in the first place, which is not a shark. It's not a megalodon. It is a squid. Just a, just a giant squid. Big squid. Big squid. That's, uh, I don't know. We've seen that before. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize that animal. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I want animals I don't recognize in a movie like this where it's like this is a thing that's never been done before and never been seen before. But like I've seen squids. They're trying to be real- realistic, um, Ryan. Come on. I'm Are they? <laughs> but are they? I don't know. Uh, a lot of question marks. There's a dinosaur shark. What more the what more do you want? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm asking too much. I think you might be. Uh, so, so uh, Suyin's sub is wrapped up by the squid. Uh, I think it even inks the, the sub too or something like that. And uh, it's not good. And I think Jason Statham comes through the cloud and sees her in the squid's um, grasp. And then all of a sudden... Uh, the squid is eaten up by a giant shark. <laughs> so, uh, cool. Everybody's fine. <laughs> end of movie. Um, the end. Yeah, we're, we're safe. The, Everybody's safe. They get rescued. Yes. The uh, Megas the hero saves everyone. And the movie is over. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> how we didn't even know that the Meg was actually the good guy all along. <laughs> um, so... So what happened was, so 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 shark eats the squid. Uh, Suyin is safe, but she her her sub has definitely been damaged. And Jason Statham's like, you got to go back to the surface immediately, and uh, she does. She like leaves already. She goes up first, and then uh, Jason Statham goes down to the damaged sub, and uh, that that is the first time that his ex wife sees him. And realizes what's happening, and she's just like rolls her eyes, like, "Oh my goodness, never gonna live this one down. <laughs> just gonna be hanging over the rest of me the rest of my life that this guy saved me. Can't believe it. Bullshit. Ridiculous. <laughs> also, at this point, um, hadn't she gotten? Was she injured already at this point? Um, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, they, like, we keep seeing... They keep cutting back to the uh, the damaged sub and, like, them trying to, like, survive and, like, stay warm and, and so on. And I think she, she what, gets, like, stabbed in the leg or something. In, like, the stomach, I think. I think she, like, Her stomach falls on something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Bad things happened. I don't recall exactly. Yeah. But, thankfully, Jason Statham is here. And he saves her. <laughs> and he grabs uh, the white guy. And then before he can grab uh, Masi Aoka from Heroes, TV Heroes, he was Heroes, um, before he can, before Staten can save him, 
we see that the the Meg is after them again, and so Toshi, what's his name, uh, sacrifices himself. Womp womp. Uh, he he like shuts the connection between the two subs and like turns on the lights or something and like gets its attention and lets them get away. Yes. So um, yeah. Uh, great parallel to the opening scene, you know, mm-hmm. except this time uh, Statham didn't make the decision. It was Toshi's decision. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's obviously not going to matter at all to anybody, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. If he had done a better job, he could just save everybody in the first place. Mm-hmm. Anytime he saves somebody, he fails to save somebody else. And, What's the uh, point? That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. He shouldn't save anybody at all. No. If he can't save everyone. He should have. That's, that's the motto. Yep. He should have stayed in Thailand and drank his beer and been like, figure it out yourself. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what would have happened if he'd done that. Um, The movie probably would have been shorter. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, because like then Su Yin still goes down there and uh, everybody dies. <laughs> but I guess in that sense, the Meg probably never comes out of the... Uh, Never gets through the cloud, so yeah, uh, less people die in in the long run. That's true. Hmm. Jason Statham ruined everything. I can't believe it. Not only did he not save everyone, he caused everybody to get murdered. Yes, that's what we're going with. What a dick. <laughs> um. Great. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jason Statham. He saves two people. And prevents Suyin from dying. So five people went down. Four people are still alive. And uh, they break back through the cloud and back to the station. And uh, immediately the, the doctor who is on site is this one of the doctors that was saved by Statham five years ago. and Or at least the doctor that was involved in him uh, being discredited at least five years ago. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Uh, but, yeah. What are the chances? <laughs> and, like, first reaction he has is, like, every time you you always leave somebody behind. Or, like, you, you know, you never stay stick around. Whatever. You're a piece of shit. He's <laughs> such a jerk. And, meanwhile, so, like, now we kind of have this little reprieve from all the action and everybody's like, oh my goodness, that was a Megalodon. It's the largest shark ever. They just like bite whales in half and, and like they're 2,000 feet tall and, you know, all these <laughs> extremes and ridiculousness <laughs> things that are happening. And they're ha- they have this like, uh, I don't know, this this meeting to like, what do we do now? And how do we... How can we make make the most out of out of this uh, discovery? Uh, and so, cut to Suyin's daughter, who I really loved her daughter in this movie. I thought she was amazing. Yeah, I liked her too. Great. And uh, her daughter is playing, and the construction. I'm sure this scene was like in the trailer, but the construction of the the facility. It has these like giant glass. Uh, tunnel hallway things that kind of go out around the outside of the the facility and she's playing down one of them and uh, she like drops this ball she has and she bends over to pick it up and like the camera's looking at her and then behind her and you just see this dark oh uh, uh void of an ocean and 
And as out of it appears the jaws of the Meg. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and uh, it tries to bite the... I mean, it does bite the the two the the glass window things, but they are surprisingly resilient, uh, actually. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it, it it's definitely even the fact that this is like the ju- most enormous shark ever. This is still a very big glass tubing what situation that it's you know it can't really get the best leverage with its jaws and its teeth. So like, okay, maybe it's not maximum uh, capacity there but it does puncture it so like the thing starts leaking and uh, like the lights flicker so everybody knows something happened nobody knows what happened and then the, like the girl screams and Jane Statham runs off to save her <laughs> of course of course and uh, pretty sure he's the one that finds her <laughs> and grabs her and he like looks at the teeth and, and they're like what could this have been <laughs> like, <laughs> ridiculous uh just uh, just craziness absolute craziness and uh they get to see and they're they're like so what was it and then like the the whale swims past and they're like ah it was just a whale or something like that and then the shark then the meg comes along and just like eats the eats the whale in like one bite that was so sad (laughs) because there was a baby whale i know it was, it was unfortunate. And Meg went from the hero to the villain very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. Womp womp. Also, I feel like if the glass was broken, that should have mm-hmm. been a bigger problem than it probably was. Like, oh, well, here's our submerged thingamabobby down here <laughs> in the ocean, slowly leaking water. Sure. No big deal. Sure. That's. I think, because like... It, I'm pretty sure it, it like bites the glass twice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't shatter the 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 panes, but definitely leaking. Definitely water coming in. Mm-hmm. It did seem, and you know we don't get a great look, and they don't really say this, so I don't know that for sure. But it feels like uh, if it's if you have an underwater facility, uh, whatever the function of it is, uh, research facility or or supervillain lair, that. <laughs> Every segment of it should be able to be cut off from the rest of the unit, right? Like, if this thing malfunctions and this starts to flood, we don't want that to be able to spread everywhere else. So, I would assume, I guess, like, they spent, I don't know, they they, they used, like, huge numbers about how much money was spent on this thing. But I would assume that, like, if this thing was flooding, they could at least you know, like lock it down in relation to everything else. Hopefully, hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe they just got duct tape and taped up the window. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they would if it was The Rock instead of Jason Statham. Yes, he is a big fan of duct tape. Yes, that is a skyscraper reference. Mm. Another excellent movie, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> now we have to explain how the Meg got there. And so we get this uh, thermal vent explosion explanation, which is um, <laughs> when the the ship, when the, the sub escaped through the thermocline, they created a hole and uh, it raised the temperature enough for the Meg to get through. That is what happened. 
As it does. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't think of this already. I know. They okay, so, came up with all this time plotting how to get down there, and then they weren't like, oh, hey, when we come back up, we're going to make a big hole, and all this shit can come back through it. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess... But then probably... you also think that they they can't figure that out, but they very specifically planned their underwater layer to not just flood everywhere. You'd think they would have made more uh, shatter, or not shatter resistant, but um, made the glass indestructible or something, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't follow the logic of this movie. I don't know if there's much point in trying. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> I think, though, something... Uh, my. What was I going to say? I had something. Um, we were talking. My, 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 Go ahead. Sorry. My question is, uh, among many, many others, is how do you not... I, I remember what I was going to say, but let me finish this thought first. <laughs> how do you not... If this is the biggest shark ever, like it can literally, as we see later on, the subs can completely fit inside of its mouth. Like very little effort required, mm-hmm. so it's it's clearly much bigger than any of the subs that they use. How do they not re- recognize one that it came back up before this? <laughs> but maybe they didn't. Maybe they're not looking at the screen. Maybe they're just super happy that everybody's alive. Okay, fine. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> the, second, uh, if if the hole if the, this hole being made through the thermocline is made by the sub, which is as we know smaller than the shark, how does it fit through it? Like it, it just knows. I don't know. Like it just and like does it just like feel that there's warm water now above above it that has never been there before? I, I don't know if sharks work like that. I think I think but... it was chasing the submarine. Hmm. I mean, like, that's not the plausible solution to this. I, I just, I I have questions, and the and the movie doesn't answer them, and that bothers me. <laughs> it's I, like, I, I don't know, it's like if, if you're, if the shark is, like, following a car, th- <laughs> I don't know what, if the shark, if the, if the, if the sub was going through, like, I have a question a about what the car is doing in the ocean exactly <laughs> in the first place. I, I was going to use, like, a train tunnel, but let's say it's, like, an underwater, like, cave. Okay, mm-hmm. and the sub is going to hide in this cave, and the shark is chasing it. Mm-hmm. The cave is small enough to fit, or is big enough to fit the sub, but not big enough to fit the shark. The shark can't follow it. Logic. I guess obviously this cloud thing is not a tangible substance, but like, if the shark's been down there for this long, it knows it can't, or at least it believes it can't go through this cloud. And now this opening has appeared that is not big enough for the shark. How does it know it can fit through that? Well, I think what happened. So, shark is down there. And I, from the top side, like you said, the thing looks like the ocean floor. Like it looks yes. not permeable. So I'm sure the shark, the shark wouldn't have any reason to go try and go through it anyway. It's right. hanging out down below, eating squids and hanging out and doing its thing. <laughs> So then the submarines come down there with their lights on and all the other shit. And the Mm -hmm. shark is like, oh, hey, cool. It's almost like a cat with like a toy. So the submarine (laughs) comes down there. The shark gets all hyped up about it. 
submarines go back up. The shark's like, hey, where are you going? Come back here. And just follows it. Plus, we found out that the thing that looked like the floor is permeable, so it's you can go through it. The shark has but just... the shark doesn't know that. Well, it had never I tried don't... before. It was just chasing it. Okay. It's like when you throw a stick and a dog goes to get it. The submarine is like a giant shark toy. <laughs> and it's going away from it, and the shark's like, hey, toy, come back here. I'm going to chase you. It's not thinking mm. about where it's going. It just knows that the submarine went that way, and it's going to go that way, too. And then it ended up there, and it's like, oh, hey. I'm up here now. The end. The end. I, th- okay. I think that's logical. I think that's more logical than, like, some of the other things that were happening. I, I definitely agree with that. It is definitely more logical than a lot of the other things in this movie. Like your car in the ocean, like... Mm. Yeah, that... That was a bad analogy. That went off course really, ca- really fast. I-, I stopped myself very quickly. <laughs> we didn't go any further than just the, the word car. Um... <laughs> Uh, and now I lost the thought I was going to have before this. Oh, no. Um, so you're talking about lo- the logistics of the shark, like why the shark would even bother going through there in the first place and how nobody noticed. Right. Right. That wasn't it, though. Mm. <laughs> it had, I don't know. It was something you, you you had a question about that I had an answer for. What was my um, I don't know. Oh, about how sure. nobody had thought about this before? That was my question. Mm. oh yes okay so my 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 explanation for that is uh and this is very you know short-sighted not covering all your bases sort of thinking but you know when we see them go down through the lair you know they're they're descending intentionally they're not like exploding things or, or like shooting air out behind them to like make them move faster so it's just like a descent through the cloud and Presumably, they did not create a hole in the cloud that time. Mm -hmm. And so I think, ideally, when they were returning back to the surface, they could just rise through it and there would be no uh, hole. It was the fact that they had to, like, blow the the thing. I I don't know what they do, but they... I don't know. They, like, they, like try to like they, they like blow up an air thing or i don't know whatever it is and and like the sub rises 20 times faster than it normally would or whatever mm-hmm. and that's why there's a hole in the cloud and they, so it wasn't intentional further to be a hole in the cloud so i guess if you're a scientist who doesn't check all your bases uh you <laughs> you don't consider that that might possibly happen and you're not ready for it when it does yeah that's what i was gonna say Maybe the same person who was in charge of that is also who was in charge of selecting the glass for the submarine. <laughs> Maybe. Poor planning on this dude's part. Not great. Not great. Fired. Fired that guy. <laughs> he probably got a promotion. Uh, of course. <laughs> it's Rain Wilson. Typical. He's in charge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So <laughs> we're above the thermocline. There's a Meg. It's alive. And ready to eat things. Yes. Um, and the group is like, what do we do now? And the, some of them are say, you know, this is our problem. We've created this monster. We have to take care of it. And other people are like, we need to call the authorities. So people are aware that this is happening. And Rain Wilson is like, all right, I did that. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like I told I, I everybody's aware. We all know. And so everybody's like, "Great, awesome." And then uh surprise, he didn't tell anybody <laughs> and he wants to catch it himself. And uh it's just um I think I skipped I don't I think that happens later though maybe yeah I don't think that's the first thing that happens no I missed a thing darn it okay so let's see so they first decide they're going to take care of it themselves yes and they go after it to poison it <laughs> yes with like 20 times the amount of poison that would bring down an elephant or something like that mm-hmm so they're like, oh, this will work. But they just had like playing and... around conveniently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, first, they have to put a tracking device on it, which requires Jason Statham uh, to go into the water without like anything except like a harpoon tra- gun thingy to shoot the tracking dart on onto the shark. Because there's uh, no other way that that could have happened. No other way. He has to be like twenty feet away from it. Yes. Just absolutely ridiculous. Well, everybody's out on this little boat out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yes. With the giant. Uh, with, with like, debris <laughs> from, like, four destroyed boats in their vicinity. So many. This was, like, the part of the movie where I'm just like, what <laughs> is happening? Like, this whole, like, scenario. I have, like, mm-hmm. an entire, like, so many questions about so all gets, the things. So it gets better. <laughs> um <laughs> So better naturally, in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, in quotation marks. So naturally, Jason Statham is able to dart this shark. He does it. He's amazing. He's, He's amazing. He can incredible. do anything. Yeah, uh, like just try. I love to see the Rock try to do that. Come on. And... He would have climbed on top of the shark and just wrestled it in submission. He doesn't even need a poison harpoon dart. Come on. Yes, people's elbow. <gasps> giant shark. Yes. Um. So they managed to pull uh, Jason Statham out of the water. And now the plan is to send Su Yin down into a shark cage uh, to shoot it with the poison. Um, so they can track the shark, get close to the shark, and she can... And they, like, draw uh, it in with, like, chum and blood and stuff. And they can keep an eye on exactly where it is so that it doesn't get lost under the water and... Great. Awesome. Uh, so she goes down by herself in this shark cage that uh, I think multiple times we are assured that, like, the shark can't get through it because sharks can't get through it. But this is the biggest, strongest shark ever. So obviously this cage was not designed with this shark in mind. So I don't, I don't know. I would be absolutely shitting myself terrified. <laughs> Even if I'd been in this cage in the past, even if I'd seen this cage withstand, like, a great white or, or, you know, any other shark attack, I would still be absolutely terrified out of my mind. I I can't. Suyin's a lot tougher than you are, so. I I guess so. She must be. You know, more power to her. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they throw in this blood. The shark comes comes close in, and uh, she... She she's successful. She shoots it, mm-hmm. but in the in the in the process, um, 
while the shark is not able to break through the cage, it doesn't need to. <laughs> it, it, it basically try, it swallows the cage completely. <laughs> and she is like halfway through, halfway down the throat of the shark with the cage still tied to the boat. So uh, boat being dragged along and Statham uh, has to like climb down the, the cord like to the cage and like, I don't know, shoot the shark and, you know, just get it out of the, I don't know. He, he, he's able to, like, free her, like, just pulling on the cage, basically, is how I remember it anyway. He's so manly. He is. You know, he, I don't know where you find the leverage to pull anything underwater, but he, he does it. He just does it. Cause, so I, I'm trying to remember if this part of the movie, there's a mm-hmm. part where is like is the cage attached to this big like b- arm off the side of a, the boat? Yes. Okay. Is this mm-hmm. where it gets ripped off or is that later? Um hmm. I can't remember if there was two scenes that were comparable that were kind of like this or if this all happened yeah. in this one. I'm not sure. And the Wikipedia doesn't specify that. <laughs> yeah. But, because, like, this one, maybe. Well, here, we can know. go through all of it, and then I'll go back to my list of questions. Okay. Okay. Um, so, they kill the shark. Rude. Game over. End rude. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yes, so rude. How dare you destroy this monstrous beast that has already claimed dozens and dozens of lives dozens at this point like only a couple like all those ships didn't have dozens of people on them i don't mm. know they I weren't they, they weren't main characters in the movie so they don't count <laughs> okay that's how it works <laughs> uh so yeah i mean they 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 get the shark it's they put it on the boat uh which i guess i understand this you know they want to preserve it and bring it back and like look at what we did and um, but the problem is that uh, as as Jason Statham, who is shark expert, cleverly points out, uh, the teeth don't match up because he has a photographic memory. He remembers the all the teeth marks on the glass tunnel and can eyeball like the size of them, the space between them. It just. I don't know what he's like basing this claim on, but he's like, yeah, these teeth, they're not the same as the other, the other one. Yeah. Besides being a submarine rescue person, he's also a (laughs) dinosaur shark dental expert. So yes, he has many talents. Clearly. (laughs) And uh, everybody's like, I didn't even understand what you're saying. And as soon as that happens, uh, the, the Meg that is laying on the boat is eaten by a giant Meg. Meg 2! Super Meg. Meg 2. Um, so, so, like, already... So, in a, a lot of movies, and I, this, I, I find this fascinating, you end up with, I don't know, like, escalating threats, right? And mm-hmm. you look at, like, a series of movies. You'll start out with the first movie has a reasonable threat. The second movie, a bigger threat, bigger threat, bigger threat, bigger threat. This movie does that, like, four times in its own movie. We start out with the squid, immediately overthrown by this giant Meg. 
Uh, but that's not good enough. We need it to be an even bigger Meg because the already the biggest shark that we've ever seen, not good enough. Not enough. We need bigger than the biggest shark we've ever seen. Super Meg. Colossal Meg. Um, <laughs> so Meg 2 grab, like, just jumps out of the water, completely un- unawares, leaving the crew completely unawares, grabs the first Meg, eats it, and, like, disappears. <laughs> so you had a major problem with, like, the first Meg even getting through the cloud surface. Mm-hmm. How do you explain Meg 2 coming through? <laughs> so I... <laughs> My my assumption is so I think either one of two things happened. Either both two two Megs got through at the same time, which is even more ridiculous <laughs> to me. Or and this I think is more plausible, but I, I wish that if it was the case, I wish they would have like referenced it. When Su Yin's sub goes up through the cloud, mm-hmm. did did it create a hole? Because if it did, a Meg could have followed her sub up. And then a second Meg could have followed Statham's sub up. Oh, yes. I'm sure. That is what I think happened. I would assume. Because, like, they show us the, like, uh, the, like, heat signature thingy with the Statham sub. And, like, obviously they would have recognized if there were two Megs following them. They show a single Meg coming up. They didn't even realize that one came up. So I wouldn't be so sure that they would have figured out two came. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's two, though. And, and one of them is dead, at least. So, uh, you know, brownie points for that. Womp womp. But, yeah. So, this huge Meg capsizes the ship um, and kills three people in the process, uh, including um, Su Yin's father. He ultimately dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor who uh, was such a dick, he's dead. And the, like, Icelandic guy whose nickname was The Wall, he dies too. So, kills all of them. And the surviving members of the crew uh, get <laughs> escape on two dinghies that are completely undisturbed by this Meg. She had had her snacks. She was perfectly happy at this point. She had the other giant shark. She's probably kind of full. Maybe. Plus those people. All right. right, I guess. Maybe. Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, So this, so they get back. This is where uh, Rain Wilson actually says, hey, I told everybody that there's a problem. So uh, they're going to take care of it. No big deal. Awesome. We're off the hook. Problem solved. You know, we we killed one of them. You know, that's that's good, good enough for a bunch of scientists and Jason Statham. <laughs> and uh, yeah, awesome. So uh, movie over. The end. Or or at least you know wait for the sequel and then we can see what really happens to the second one. Meg two, Magneto. Meg. <laughs> uh, and then uh, cut to nighttime and Rain Wilson out in a helicopter. Uh, it has, uh, I don't remember if they like, I don't know how they found it. If they just like came, stumbled across it or if they were tracking it or something. I think but, this one had a tracking thingy on it too. Maybe. Oh, it, it ate the tracking thing from the first one. Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I feel like they could see it somehow. Yeah. I mean, it did eat the other shark. So it would have eaten the tracking thingy. 
Yeah. I could, I could, okay, I can get behind that. It's logical, actually, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, so Rain Wilson orders his uh, crack team of, of shark killers to drop depth charges uh, that have been modified onto it from above. And uh, they do. And he asks, tells them to do it again and again. So they really overkill it, and uh, ultimately the shark uh, floats on the surface of the ocean, and it's been blown to hell. And uh, (laughs) reminiscent of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which had almost the same exact scene, uh, Rin Wilson asks somebody to grab a tooth for him. And uh, this guy does it, and he comes back, and he's like, it doesn't have any teeth. Uh oh. It's not a shark. What happened to it? Uh. It's a whale. Dun dun dun. Okay, okay. How do you not understand? If you're tracking the shark, how do you confuse the shark and the whale? It was dark out, it was nighttime. But they knew exactly where it was exactly where it was and once they blew it up the first time it stopped moving were they not still tracking it at that point did they not see that it was still moving and not stationary like the thing that they were bombing was don't come at me with your logic right now oh my goodness no one wants to hear about that are we also led to believe that this whale is the same size or at least relatively the same size as this humongous shark as well Seems a little convenient. <laughs> Just saying it, a little convenient. I don't know, whales are kind of big. They are. Plus it was dark out, it was hard to see. Mm. Mm. And then with all the depth charges, the water was like everywhere. You couldn't really tell what was happening. And then it was all like blubbery and bloody and blown to shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're all kind of standing on this whale. And then uh, the Meg comes comes up from behind them and eats everybody. Yay! Including the whale. The Meg is the hero. Hero. Because obviously Rin Wilson is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Meg, a hero again. We're back Yay. to hero. Yay! What a roller coaster. There was lots of character development of the Meg in the story. <laughs> yes. Also, uh, yeah. this scene. So... Because this movie is ridiculous. I was just waiting. Because they they were in this helicopter. And they were sort of flying fairly low to the ocean. Oh, I have the same feel. I, have the same <laughs> I was absolutely waiting for the Meg to just come leaping up out of the ocean. And just mm-hmm. fucking chomp the helicopter. Like, yes. I was waiting for it. I'm like, this is happening. I... And I'm so excited for it right now. Because I'm pretty sure there were two helicopters. And... You could totally have it do that to one of them yeah. and still have Rain Wilson like be a dick and have to go get his tooth or whatever. Could yeah, I thought it was just going to eat Rain Wilson out of the air in the helicopter. Oh, that'd be so neat. That's what I was waiting for. Missed opportunity. Yeah, just come leaping up out of the ocean like uh, it's at freaking SeaWorld. <laughs> leaping through some big circle of fire and then just I, eat the helicopter. I can't imagine that that wasn't discussed in the making of the movie. How, how does that not at least come up? 
right? That was like the it, first thing I thought of when I saw the scene like unfolding. Yeah, and and if it did, why didn't they do it? I, I got on. I don't know why. Whoever vetoed that would, idea is like a dick. I would love to under. I would love to have been like on the wall of that meeting. Be like, guys, what if the shark jumped out and ate a helicopter? Nah, that's too implausible. <laughs> You're not even being realistic at this point. <laughs> yeah, we like, can't do that. <laughs> at least try. Come on, guys. At least try to make this sound reasonable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so um, <laughs> carrying on. Carrying on. They. Everybody dies. Uh, the Meg gets away. As Hooray! The hero, and. Um, Oh, no, everyone doesn't die. So I, I, I forgot about this. So, like, they get on a boat and drive away. And they accelerate so fast that Rain Wilson falls off. Oh, yeah, 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 Because he was standing at the back of the boat. And that was another thing I had a lot of fucking problems with is everywhere in this movie, everybody stands on the edge of the yeah. fucking boats. Yeah, it happens three or four times. Every scene, somebody's like, I'm going to stand right here two mm-hmm. inches from the side of the boat. Yep. No big deal. That's a good place to stand. Well, because earlier when they had first killed what they thought was the only Meg, the one guy had like was like trying to take pictures of himself with his head in its mouth, mm-hmm. and Jason Statham like scares him and he falls into the water. <laughs> yeah, know. people fall off the boat into the water at least like I don't even know how many times in this stupid movie. That was of all the things that was the thing that made me the most mad. So I'm like, why do these people keep fucking standing like right by the edge of the boat? Hmm. Okay, so oh. Shark eats Rain Wilson. Great. <laughs> and uh, then, so then we cut to uh, Jason Statham and everybody else who's still alive realize that he never told anybody about what happened. So rather than actually tell everybody what happened, they decide they're going to go do it themselves. Uh, I mean, they did it once, so uh, they have a good track record. If you want something done right, do it yourself. Yep. Yep. But they realize that it is heading towards Sonya Bay, which, according to Wikipedia, is one of the five major bays in Sonya City, Hainan Province, China. It's a 22-kilometer beach. It's bordered by a peninsula on each side. Um, yeah, looks like a nice place. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Man-made artificial resort Phoenix Island is located in the bay. Um, I don't know. There, there's like four sentences about it on Wikipedia in its own <laughs> article. It's not not a big thing. So I don't know why they. Uh, I don't know. I guess people in China were like super excited about that, and it made tons of money over there. Oh. So, cool. So they're heading to this bay that is filled with Chinese people. And they got to save them. And I, I've i been to a handful of beaches. Uh, I have never seen anything that comes close to looking like what this beach looks like. <laughs> and it is, for me, and, and maybe, and I'm sure like plenty of people have, have, had, have been to beaches that are far closer to what this looks like. But for me, it was like so surreal. There's people in like floating donuts 
at least like half a mile away from the beach, if not further. <laughs> and like not just like there's like ten people that went really far out. Everything there's you get like two feet of 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 distance around you without running into somebody else. It is so crowded. There are so many people and and it's just so deep. There's like platforms throughout it. There's you know, this guy in this rolling hamster wheel on top of the water. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's absurd and I, I loved it. Yes. There's a bunch <laughs> of floaties. Amazing. It looked like spring break. Yeah. But it also was like this happens every day. Yeah. Basically. Why so not? sure. <laughs> um <laughs> So, you know, we get to see the beach and, you know, we get somewhat attached to this kid whose mom lets him go into the water. Okay. Not that attached, really. I don't know. They tried to do something. They failed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, uh, the, sh- the, the Jason Statham is not fast enough and the Meg gets there. And this is, so this, the, so the Meg makes it underneath all of these people. I don't know how it fits underneath all these people and they don't even see it like it's fins not even above the water and yet it's able to swim it looked like it got pretty damn close to the shore too uh but like it starts dragging along those platforms like the chains holding the platforms in place and like everybody's starting to freak out and then all of a sudden the first person gets eaten and then (laughs) cascade of death (laughs) and they have to uh, draw its attention, and so they play a whale call sounds. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess that works. Um, I, was surpri- I wish it would have been a, a, a something like, we'll play the sounds of a female shark. <laughs> like sexy female shark sounds. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious what those sound like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the Meg, the the second Meg was, um, I, I don't remember if they referenced whether or not it was male or female, but the In opposite head, gender. They're, they're girls, because I am, so. Oh, okay. Girl sharks. I they're, need sexy, sexy male shark sounds. Sexy male shark sounds. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that would have fit perfectly in line with what this movie was trying to do. <laughs> but, alas, it was whale sounds. Curses. And uh, But they got its attention, so job well done. And the plan is to blow up the Meg with torpedoes. <laughs> I mean, I guess, fine. Um, sure. And uh, it doesn't work at first. And you've got Jason Statham and Su Yin both out in their own submersibles. And uh, kind of just leading the sharks around and trying to uh, sort of line it up for, for, to, for the, the torpedoes to, to hit it. And it's, it's sort of not working. And, fin- and eventually Su Yin's submersible is almost damaged, and then Statham's is damaged. So he is pretty bad. He's in, in a bad way. And... I'm trying to remember, like, how it happens. But, like, he fakes going up in the submersible and then shifts down and turns on its side and, like, cuts open the bottom of the shark with the broken metal on his submersible. Mm -hmm. So he just completely guts it 
from like bow to stern. That's pretty legit. I, I I don't know how logistically the the submersible. Is, I don't know if it could maneuver like that really, but it looked cool at least. <laughs> it looked cool. Right. Sure. Sure. Uh, and then uh, that's not even enough though. Um, it, it, he manages to like get out and like stab it in the eye with harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> I had to has to add in that extra extra little little salt in the wound there. Because I'm sure, like, like it wasn't just, like, a cut. Like, this wasn't just, like, a cut down its stomach. It, like, he it was, like, four feet inside its its flesh. Like, ripped he, like, it completely open. He, like, disemboweled it, basically. Yeah. Like, its guts came out. It, it just completely not even in a state of survival. survival. I don't know. It couldn't live. There's no way. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe it could have. Maybe it could have. Uh, we won't know because uh, Statham gets the hell out of there, and uh, the sh- and the Meg kind of sinks to the gra- sinks down the th- sinks in the ocean, and as it does, hundreds of sharks <laughs> swarm the area and just start eating the Meg. Um, they're like in it, they're around it, they're just ripping it apart and eating all of it. Had some questions about that part too. Like what? So, at this point, they're still near the shore, like... Relatively, yeah. So there's hundreds of these other sharks. In the vicinity. In the vicinity <laughs> of all of these people. Which, there's blood over there, too. Oh, there yeah. has to be, because the shark is Meg eight people over there. Oh, yeah. So there's but... all these other sharks, like, because it's, like, like, hundreds of sharks. Like, it's not just, like, a couple show up and they're like, oh, hey, a snack. Mm. It's, like, hundreds of these... Normal sharks, I guess. Yeah, all yeah, kinds of like, sharks. Freaking eat all these people at the beach. Like that's not a problem. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that sort of annoyed me. As all these sharks show up, I'm like, where the hell were they? Yeah, what were they doing before? Yeah, why didn't everybody else get eaten? So, the Meg tragically dies. Um, flew too close to the sun. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, in the end, though, all these other sharks, they're heroes. They're, they're... villains. They ate the hero of the story. <laughs> no, the Meg became the villain again at the end by eating he all those didn't. people. Those people deserved it. I don't agree. They seemed kind of obnoxious. That's not a reason to kill somebody. <laughs> Or if, eat somebody. If only it was. If only. Uh, uh, so, uh, so, Meg sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Sadly, dies. Uh, meanwhile, uh, our, our human characters, who are largely relevant, Jason Statham, Suyin, uh, a burgeoning romance uh, has has happened, and they are planning to take a vacation they, they are happy and uh awesome they're gonna they're gonna sail into the sunset and get eaten by meg three yes so <laughs> that that is the big question right we had maximum two holes in that uh, uh, uh thermocline mm-hmm. 
so if a sh- if a Meg got through both of the- each of them, then we had two Megs, which we saw in this movie, both died. Mm-hmm. If more Megs exist above the thermocline for a potential sequel, uh, then I don't know how they got through, unless multiple got through at the same time, or maybe or no. Like I was going to say, maybe the the hole just never closed but it did they showed us that it did mm-hmm. so that means in my opinion if they do make a sequel some idiot is going to have to break the thermocline again somehow Wait, you know, that's what happens though like once somebody does it somebody else is like oh, i can get down there it'll be fine mar, 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 mar. yeah 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 it's like oh we killed two of them can't be any more down there what I else roll. is down there let's go look <laughs> or yes. or Meg 2, who got disemboweled, was, maybe the first Meg was a boy and Meg 2 was a girl. And they had had babies. Babies. And all of the babies came out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I just came up with the sequel. So, (laughs) maybe. Here's my my (laughs) response to that, though, is that the the, the timing of the events, so from when the Megs come through the, the thermocline to when the second one is killed. It's like a day. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. literally like one day has t- taken place. They kill the first one, first day. Mm-hmm. First night, you have Rain Wilson dying. Mm-hmm. And then the n- very next day, they kill the second one. So very short time span. Mm-hmm. If Meg 2 was pregnant, had to have been pregnant before they came through the cloud. Yeah. Which may have accounted for why it was so big. Yes, she was with child. Yes, eight with, months and counting. With children. Yes. I think... I don't know how many babies a shark has, but... We'll find out in the... Yeah, we'll, fi- we'll find out. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> don't make that exasperated noise. Oh, man. <laughs> um, okay, so movie over. Uh Great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, before, you, I, you said you had some other questions about what ha- other things. Before, yeah. Before we get into those, only only first question is, are you at all interested in a sequel? Do you want uh, there to be a sequel? Yeah. Are you going to see the sequel opening night? Obviously. Okay. Yeah. If, if it was you in the boardroom for the sequel mm-hmm. and let's let's even say that it's you know babies that's the route they go what's the ti- is it just meg 2 or is there a better way to do it you're asking the wrong person the megs <laughs> the, the megs <laughs> um meg the meg the the reckoning the awakening the electric boogaloo <laughs> Meg 2. Um, Meg 2, Revenge of the Meg. Revenge of the Meg. Return of the Meg. Return of the Meg. Like Return of the Mac. Meglings. The Meglings. The Meglings. I don't know. Baby Meg. Yes. Baby Meg. Mm, Then it sounds like a cute, like, children's story. (laughs) It is. I mean, you said there were kids there. Yeah. So, it fits. It fits the, the demo. The feel-good family movie of the summer. Definitely. The Meglings. 
Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Coming in 20. Okay. 20 what? I said 2020. Coming in 2020. 2020. Yep. It's pretty quick. Mark it on your calendars. Are they? Do they grow fast enough? Is two years enough time? Uh, yeah, that should be fine. Okay, you're the expert. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. It could be like uh, like hundreds of like little t- like mini <laughs> mini megs, almost like so little, now, almost like little piranhas. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's now a piranha movie, but with sharks. Yeah, instead of eating people in like one big bite, they just like nibble off their body parts. So and mass. So like, just like thinking about this movie, like this is a movie about hundreds of the biggest shark that has ever existed, except we're giving it to you in like five foot size. It's like tiny, like mini. Yeah, tiny. like a- actual human meg size will be the size of these sharks. So the whole the which is ridiculous. So like the whole premise of this being the giant, biggest shark in the world, not even relevant in the sequel. No, but there's just lots of them. Okay. All right. Sure. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. So, questions. Oh, what do you got? Goodness gracious. What great. bothered you about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> what bothered me about this movie? Yeah. So you completely skipped over some really good parts. I'm sure I did. Yeah. So, so did Wikipedia, because I was just reading it off of Wikipedia. Yeah. So at the end, when they're at, like, the spring break super beach mm-hmm. thing, you forgot about the news helicopters, because that was important. Oh, I didn't even remember the news helicopters. Yeah. I remember the, the wedding. I remember yes, the wedding. Yes, there's story. that, too. Yeah. So the news helicopters are there, like, oh, shit, look at all this stuff happening at the beach. <laughs> Following every, like, around the thing and like you know paparazzi they all want to get like the best shot so there's like a bunch of them flying around right conveniently they crash into each other Mm -hmm. and fall into the boat that's right oh that's right i forgot about that (laughs) just completely unprovoked unprovoked just just not even looking where they're going no they're just so into like trying to get the shot and like following the shark around and the boat around (laughs) fucking smash right into each other and fall in a fiery ball of flame onto the boat yeah where else would they go of course huge ocean they hit the boat i really i literally think when i was watching this i said are you fucking kidding me right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. my notes say the news helicopters crashing and falling on the boat question mark wow period rolling eye emoji (laughs) (laughs) you drew a rolling eye emoji I didn't draw it. I added it to my notes, yes. Okay. Notes on your phone. Yes, I made notes on my phone. I don't know why Um, I assumed they would be handwritten. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm like, do you you picture me sitting there with, like, a notepad and a piece of paper? Well, no, but, I mean, I didn't... Apparently you do, because that's what you thought I was doing. I wouldn't assume you were taking the notes in the theater. Like, you, like, got out, you pulled out, like, a notebook or something in the car and, like, scribbled some stuff down and... No, I have to take it as it's happening. Okay. Fair enough. I, fair enough. Yeah. I don't remember things. I have sure. a bad memory. And I wanted to write down some of the really great, like, um, dialogue parts. Oh, man. I wish I had able, been able to take down some dialogue. 
Yeah, so my new life motto is man versus Meg isn't a fight, it's a slaughter. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I like think it. I made that my Twitter bio, actually. Cause... That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty quality. And then the parts, like I said, where they were, like, so the, was it Suyin, her dad, like, a super, super serious in the movie. Mm-hmm. Very solemn. Yeah. When they were talking about, like, oh, because he was very, like, he didn't want to kill the Meg. He was sort of very, like. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to study it. You know, it's a part of nature. It's a thing. It's cool. Like, let's not murder it. So when they were talking about, like, going to get it or whatever, you know, he was, like, very seriously, like, standing on the edge of the boat, as you do, (laughs) looking off, looking off into the distance, pensively. Mm -hmm. He's like, we did what man always does, discover and destroy. (sighs) I mean, not wrong. Totally not wrong. But um, extenuating circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody made a crack about it's a great day to go fishing. Mm-hmm. That was nice. I remember um, there's a moment where Jason uh, Jason Statham is like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming from Finding <laughs> Nemo. Yep. 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 I think when they were talking about coming up with the like whale noises to distract <laughs> the Meg instead of the sexy man Meg shark <laughs> right. sound. Right. They said something they were trying to figure out, like, oh, like, how do you, how are we going to catch it? What are we going to do? They're like, oh, you ask it to dinner. <laughs> like, <laughs> and there's like two of them bickering back and forth. Like, what good is getting there first if we don't have a plan? Maybe we do have a plan. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, things. Things are happening. Th- things are really happening. Yeah. And this was a thing I had a problem with. Okay. So while all of this is happening, so we saw Suyin's kid. Yes. Yes. So kind of before you see everybody else that's on this research thing, you mostly just see like the main group of crew, mm-hmm. which is what, like 10 of them or so? Give or take. Yeah. So anyway, so when the Meg originally, Meg, Meg One, comes out and they're like, oh, we need to go get Meg One, and they all go out in the other boat. I'm like, who is watching this kid? Every character in the movies out on this boat. <laughs> like, did they leave her on the research boat by herself? Well, she's clearly safe. I mean, like, it couldn't get through that tunnel, that glass thing. So, well, what if she falls the off the boat? Happen? What if she goes into the control room and just starts hitting all the buttons? She's like, what, like six? Probably? She's eight. She's oh, eight. is she eight? Okay. Yeah, because she's like eight year olds hear everything. She tells Jason Statham at one point. Mm. I don't recall. I didn't mark uh, that down in my notes. I mean, I would, I don't know, like the short amount of time we spend with Mei Ying, who's the daughter, mm-hmm. she seems very capable of of intelligence. So in in a vacuum, I would not have an issue of her, would not be worried of her like doing anything wrong, but also like killer shark. So yeah, I was going to say, and, you're like, no adults. You're going to leave your eight-year-old out on a boat by herself in the middle of the ocean with a killer shark running about? Basically. Have some questions about your parenting. Mm-hmm. And, okay. like, also, they don't know that they're going to make it back from, like, going to try to kill this shark. So... Yeah. Just like, oh, she's there and uh, everybody died. So... <laughs> How does she get home? She gets <laughs> raised by sharks. Kind of like Mog- like in the Jungle Book. I would watch that. 
Yeah. <gasps> the that Jungle Book, the but in the bar. She, she leads the Meg children. I'm a fan. It sounds better than Aquaman. <laughs> I'll start I writing mean. the script for this when we're done with our podcast. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but anyway, but when they did come back afterwards, I guess there was two like random dudes there to greet them. So I guess the random dudes were in charge or something. Hmm. So that sort of at least gave me some solace that somebody else was on the boat. Maybe. Well, not maybe they were. You saw them. Eh. Did we'll these see. Did these guys just appear out of the ocean and climb down to the boat? Like, where maybe. do you think they came from? I don't know. Maybe they were on a different boat that arrived in the meantime. Where 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 did that come from? China. No one knows that the that anything was happening because Rain Wilson didn't tell anybody. But maybe it was just a routine thing. I don't think it was. They acted like they belonged on the boat. Because they had intended to be there. Because they took a boat there. Why are we arguing about this right now? You... Like, this is the most important point. <laughs> it could be. You have, you have a big problem with it, apparently. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anyway. Anyway. Continue. Anyway. So we've already discussed everybody standing on the edge of the boat multiple yep. times. Mm-hmm. Not even just once. And they'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> we spend all of our time on a boat. Maybe we should learn some boat safety skills, like not standing on the edge of it. Nope. Right. Nope. Right. Like right. freaking four times, somebody ends up in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like an asshole. Yes. <sighs> anyway, you also skipped a... So you mentioned when we're out at Spring Break Beach, that's what I'm going to call it. Yes. Um, so there's like a wedding happening on this like yacht or this other boat. Right. And you missed Pippin. The Yorkie. <laughs> I hated that so much. I was so upset by this entire sequence of events. Why? It's just so, it bothers me so much. Uh, so just like we see the, we see this married couple yacht twice. We see them once before the shark really does its thing um, with like the whole like wedding party, like kind of swimming. Mm-hmm. And like the dog is like doggy paddling around them and it's adorable. And then we watch the dog. We follow the dog as it, like, swims further and further and further away. And then we have the attack. Then the Meg, like, attacks everything. And uh, we don't know what happened to the dog. And then later, Jason Statham kills the Meg. And as he is returning back to the the yacht, which is now where everybody else is, somehow. Um, well, I think he... they had to get on the other boat because the news helicopters fell on their boat. Okay. I don't know how they got there, but sure, they had details, to. details, details, uh, but like he like climbs into the boat and like has the dog under his arm or it, like it swims past him at some point. And he picks it up or whatever. Uh, just so, so stupid. I wanted the dog to die. It should have died. I, I kind of did too. Like, I also dogs, it was like when it was swimming, but... it was like the fakest looking <laughs> dog like ever. <laughs> like it wasn't even good. Like it wasn't even like. It was I like bet they it was a real went... dog, though. Huh? It, I'm sure it was a real dog. I don't think so. Don't Not think in the scene real? where it was swimming. No. Why? Did you see it? I did. It was just Padlet's little legs. They're super stumpy. It was the fakest looking dog. What about it was fake? It looked like one of those dogs back at like KB Toys <laughs> that were like robotic that would like you know 
stiffly walk along and then like do a backflip and then you would just see it like fall over and it would just be laying there on its side like flailing around i don't i don't agree i don't agree um (laughs) i'm gonna rewatch this part specifically because i remember it looking so fake uh -uh. like my note is the fake swimming yorkie exclamation point (laughs) laughing crying face so this is this is fascinating so um Another podcast, The Sinner Realists, they watched the movie The Shallows. I don't know if you saw it, but I'm sure you know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene in The Shallows with a seagull. And the two, James and Zach, the hosts of The Sinner Realists, had a big, big argument about whether or not the seagull was CGI'd into the movie. Because, if I remember correctly, James was convinced that you couldn't train a seagull to like act the way that this seagull acts. Right. And Zach was like, no, it's a real seagull. And ultimately, they realized, they like, somehow they got in contact with, like, the guy who, like, was in charge of that. And it was a real seagull. (laughs) (laughs) This makes me think of that completely. And I stand by, I think it is a real dog. I I don't, I didn't even, when I saw it, I, it looked silly, but it wasn't silly, like, I think it's fake. It was just like, I don't know, it, it didn't look I feel like the dog wouldn't act that way, but I think that they were telling the dog just to swim, and it was just swimming normal. It looked fucking ridiculous. There was nothing realistic about that at all. All right, we can... uh, I don't know. You can be wrong, and I'll be correct. It's fine. I will will get to the bottom of this one way or the other. (laughs) All right. That can be in podcast three. Sure. Who was right about the... (laughs) Yorkie scene and also Mm -hmm. I don't think it ever mentions the name of the dog did they name did they mention the name you said Pippin I think that's right yeah but I don't I don't know if they mentioned it in the movie I think the dog was supposed to be like a bigger deal because I saw I think on like Twitter like you know how they have the sponsored like tweets and stuff you'll see there was one about this and it was like oh what happens to Pippin I thought somebody called its name at one point. They might have. I feel like that happened. Yeah. You said Pippin earlier when you first mentioned it. And I was like, yes, I, I immediately knew who, what you were talking about. But I, I never saw any of like, the promoted material or anything referring to him that way. Yeah, because I think in like the commercials, if I recall correctly, they show the dog. Mm-hmm. And then on Twitter, they mentioned the dog, like, oh, what happens to Pippin? Or something, something about Pippin, the dog. But really, there's only, like, the two little small scenes with right. the dog. So I don't know if they cut some stuff. I'm going to have to get the Meg, like, with the deleted scenes DVD. <laughs> yes. And see see what else what happened. Right. Maybe there are apparently all- a lot of deleted scenes. Right. Maybe also my scenario happened where they had the Meg jump up and eat the helicopter <laughs> mm-hmm. and took it out. Yeah. Which would have been a bad choice. Uh, what else? Yeah. What, what, what other problems did I have? <laughs> yes. Um, as I mentioned, I really enjoyed Ruby Rose. She's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Fond of her. Um, also... Okay, this was my other problem. When they're trapping Meg 1. Yes. So, um, so at that point, something had happened. I don't know if, like, they attached some sort of, I think, string 
to the shark or it gets like wrapped up or something. I don't remember ex- the exact logistics of what was going on. Or maybe I'm thinking of the like shark thing that Suyin was in. The I cage. think, well, that was connected to a wire to, to a, an arm on the ship. I think when Jason Statham saves her, he pulls her out of it actually. Yeah. So it takes the cage with it and drags the ship along or something. Yeah. So I think my note says, I think at one point the shark had ripped off basically the entire arm of the boat. Mm-hmm. But then it can't like snap the like string on like the trap. Like just things like that had happened that I was like, what's happening here? Like it's strong enough to rip off entire chunks of like boat in yeah. one fell swoop, but then it can get captured by like, it gets wrapped up in a rope. Mm-hmm. The end. Just things like that. And I'm like, maybe the poison set in and it got weaker. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Inconsistence. Inconsistency. Yeah. Oh, and then maybe this is what happened. You know how you were saying like, how come they couldn't track the shark? Mm-hmm. At one point, I don't remember if it's Meg 1 or Meg 2, there's the tracking dart in its fin or whatever. Yeah. Some chain comes by and knocks it off. I wrote that down. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Some chain, like some anchor chain or something, comes too close to the Meg and rips the tracking dart out. Oh. I kind of remember that. Yeah, so I don't know if that was why they killed the whale. Or if that was Meg 1. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. But yeah, convenient, conveniently. Yes. A lot of, the, lot of conveniences in the movie. Yes, the chain just happens to grab the dart, hit the dart, knock yeah, it out. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was, most, that was most of my notes. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. The Meg. Dun, dun, dun. Uh... Have you seen other shark movies? Do you see Jaws? No, no other nope. shark movies? Nope. Interesting. N- not a one. Interesting. How surprised are you by that? I'm 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 slightly surprised about not seeing Jaws, but like anything else I, I'm totally not surprised by. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't watch anything, I apologize. That's okay. Um <laughs> Uh, so, so for you, I assume you've seen like every shark movie ever made. I've seen a lot of shark movies. Um, How did you feel it was in comparison to other ones? Uh, so let's see. Uh, 47 meters down is worse. <laughs> uh, the shallows is significantly better. Well, yeah, Blake Lively's in that. So yeah. Uh, 50 shark... bonus points automatically. Yes. She's, she's great. Uh, mm-hmm. shark versus Terracuda. Uh, I give that a zero, so it's it's absolutely trash. It sounds like it should have gotten a ninety, and I don't know why it didn't. Uh, Sharknado is worse. It's pretty bad. <laughs> um, let's see. Wasn't Sharknado a TV movie? Kinda, but also more than that. I don't know. <laughs> like a cultural phenomenon that you felt the need to add to your list. I mean. TV movies are still movies. Are they, though? Yes. Mm. Uh, if you want to include it, Shark Tale is better. The animated movie with Will Smith. 
<laughs> uh, Deep Blue Sea is pretty much the same. It's very, very close. That's the uh, Samuel Jackson one that I think is very similar to this one, actually. I feel like um, I might have seen that, but I don't remember. Hmm. Swimming with Sharks is a lot better, but that is not really about sharks. It's about... It's a drama. (laughs) With Kevin Spacey. Um, Jaws 2 is worse by one point. It's one point better than Jaws 2. Yes. There's that. Uh, It is, is way, way worse than Jaws 1, though. So... I don't know. I just I just searched for shark through my <laughs> spreadsheet, and that's what I came up with. Um, I'm sure there are other shark movies that I didn't use the word shark to describe, but mm. so generally, it's it's a below average shark movie, in my opinion. Mm, that's fine. But I mean, it did it did really well, and um, it's um, we're gonna get another one. It's gonna happen. Meg two. Meg two. The shark things. I'm going to write it as soon as we're done here. Okay. <laughs> you can be creative consultant this time. It'll be fine. Okay. Fair enough. I will accept <laughs> I will accept that role. Actually, since you're a writer, you can write the script. I'll be the producer. Okay. Slash Are director. You, will you fund the project? Uh, yes. That's fine. Okay. Perfect. We, we can do a-, a GoFundMe for it. <laughs> We will have a budget of $1,000, <laughs> and uh, it'll look real bad, but it'll still be better than the Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I can use, like, my credit cards. We can amp up the budget a little bit. It'll be fine. All right. If, if, if we need to. If we need to. We can pro- Well, we can save some money and just go to KB Toys and just get that Stuff little sharks. dog. No, the dog. Oh. <laughs> we don't. We're not using a dog if, we, if there's a sequel. There better not be that dog. There can be a cat. Mm, cats hate the water. Exactly. That, what? <laughs> They're all going to be on the boat. Mm-hmm. It's Why? Gonna be... That makes no sense. <laughs> cat cruise? Yes. I... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm also going to be the lead. Oh, you're in the movie. I'm going to be in the movie. Okay. So I'm going to be like the heroine with all of my cats on my boat. Uh-huh. So I'm going to train them to swim since we're on a boat. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give any more of the details away. Right, right. You'll have to watch and find out what happens. All right, it makes sense. Uh, who knows what will happen. Yes. Also, quickly, mm-hmm. you mentioned stuffed sharks. And our friend Clever. Mm-hmm from Fantasy Movie League recently sent me a package of wine because she's spectacular. <laughs> she is. She is. And I opened it and there was this gray stuffed thing in there and I'm like, what is this? Um, I pulled it out. She sent me a three foot long stuffed shark with my wine. She is perfect. She is perfect. <laughs> Clever is queen of the universe. Oh my goodness. And I love her so much. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to give her a shout out for my shark, mm-hmm. whose Jeez. name was Sammy and is now Meg. <laughs> yes. Well, of course. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be. Yes. Aw. 
Clever. Okay. Clever. <laughs> Too amazing. Too amazing. The best. The rest of us all pale in comparison to her as human it's, beings. It's true. The she just I don't know. I don't know what she like does on a regular basis, but it generally feels like be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just what it feels like to me. I have no idea what Clever does in real life. Besides like eat cookies and drink alcohol. Yep. And play games and mm-hmm. <laughs> exist spectacularly. Yeah. <laughs> when I grow up, I think I want to be clever. That's a it's a lofty goal. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Ugh. All right, so we actually spent an hour and 50 minutes talking about movies. One movie. One movie. <laughs> Singular. Singular, mm-hmm. which is, I think, better than last time. Yeah, I, I think we took like two, maybe a little over two hours to get through your top ten. So yeah. uh, the, 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 the pace at talking about a singular movie has definitely decreased. But, <laughs> but as far as like covering the topic of the episode... Slightly better. Hooray. Yay. Now that we got that out of the way, mm-hmm. we can move on to the important things. Which are? You owe me a story from last time I was on. About what? About when you got arrested. Okay. Okay. Yes, so... I was promised multiple times. <laughs> I, that's that when true. I did podcast two, I would get the story. This is true. And, and uh... here I am. And I will gladly uh, recount said story. Um, All right. I was arrested. It is true. Uh, But let me... Okay. So to set set kind of the the, the story, I went to college at the University of Pittsburgh. I still live in Pittsburgh. And I uh, came here... This was back in 2009, after I graduated from high school. I was 17, uh, and one of the things that happened that was told to us by our RA very early on was that we could we he we all lived in a dorm that was single units, so no roommates. Uh, there were 30 people who lived on a floor. Uh, so it was pretty big, a lot of, you know, circular level, um, you know, I don't know, it was just, it's a good situation for what ultimately, you know, was my college experience for uh, two years it ended up being. But we had a meeting with our RA very early on and he was like, guys, we don't have roommates. So I want everybody to be super open. I want everybody to be like willing to be exposed and like talk to other people, yada, yada, yada. And so he put up this rule, which was, if you're not sleeping or masturbating, you should have your door open. And I was like, okay, cool. So I did that, and uh, it led to friendships, and uh, which was great. Loved it. So uh, school started at the end of August. In September, in Pittsburgh, was the G20 Summit. Uh, let me see if I can pull up 
information about this. So the 2009 G20 Pittsburgh Summit, it has its own uh, Wikipedia page, took place September 24th and 25th that year. It happened in the David L. Lawrence Convention Center, which I have had classes in. Uh, Obama was there hosting it, and uh, it featured, you know, all the people. It featured uh, host... nations uh, Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, France, Germany, India, Indonesia, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, South Korea, Turkey, UK, and and more. So a lot of people, big name people, happened there. And uh, at the time, the ACLU uh, and groups like Code Pink and uh, Three Rivers Climate Convergence all wanted to demonstrate and protest peacefully. And they were not allowed to. They were denied permits to do that. And uh, I think they event- uh, the ACLU eventually like sued the city and like successfully for not allowing this to happen. Because since that wasn't able to happen, uh, the protests weren't super peaceful <laughs> that, ha- that took place. So this was Thursday night. Uh, so uh, I believe that the first day of the summit was a, was Friday, or maybe it was the whole maybe it was the weekend. I don't remember. Um, but Thursday night, I think it was. Uh, I was in my dorm, uh, just I don't know, probably watching TV or a movie or playing video games or something. And this guy comes up who who lives on our floor. He comes out, gets off the elevator, whose name was. Ryan as well, uh, and uh, he is telling everybody that there's there's a craziness happening. Lots, a ton of stuff is happening outside, out on Forbes Avenue, which is one of the biggest streets in Pittsburgh, and it's literally right next to our dorm. And he's like, "You guys got to come see this. There's you know rioting and and this that and the other." And everybody was like, "Okay." <laughs> We're all 17, 18, 19 years old. Uh, this sounds like a good idea. So <laughs> we, we come out, we get, you know, I grabbed, let's see, I had on sandals. I had on um, shorts that I typically slept in. I had on a t-shirt and a hat and I brought my phone and camera. That is all I had. And I, we all went out. There were like a dozen of us that all went down and... We uh, we went out to- away from the principal point of the riding where it was happening, and you know we're walking down Forbes Avenue, and uh, I have a couple of pictures of this. Uh, but there's windows that had been broken and shattered, and and businesses that had closed up to prevent such things, and uh, it, it was just it wasn't the worst. Like I the way it was talked about when when um, it wasn't Ryan, it was Nick who who mentioned it who came home and mentioned it but the way he brought it up and was talking about it it was it was far less uh substantial when we got there it was kind of a letdown in that sense (laughs) but we made our way down forbes towards where the bulk of the protesters were and they were fairly close to the cathedral of learning there was connected to the pavilion where our dorms were was this overpass over forbes avenue that you could take rather than cross the street to get to a lot of uh, very close campus buildings. And we were down on the street 
and a little bit in front of this overpass was the end of where the protesters were. And then there was about, mm, I don't know, 30, 40 feet of nobodies, of nothing, rather. And then there was a line of riot police. And they had, you know, the, the, the shields and, you know, I don't know what else, but they had at least the, the front of them all had the riot gear shields up in front of them. And there was yelling and shouting. I didn't really know uh, what was being said or what the main protest was that was happening. But uh, by this point, I was close to the front of the protesters uh, on the street. And I was with, actually with this other Ryan, who, it was Nick who came and told us about it. But I was with this other Ryan and this kid, Hao Tian, who is Chinese and at the time was not a very strong English speaker. And Ryan and I were there and we were like, I was like asking about what was happening and how long he'd been there. And we look over and Hao Tian is like almost, is like five feet away from the line of riot police taking pictures of them. (laughs) And we both freak out and he, other Ryan reacts first and he like runs over, grabs Hao Tian, drags him back to where we were. Uh, so, and like, we're trying to explain to him what's happening and like, he kind of understands, but it's, it's clear he's not completely on board with what's really taking place. And, um, all of a sudden we hear a tires, a tire gets slashed and like the air pop out of it, uh, somewhere nearby. And, um, the, everything starts to escalate. The poli- line of police starts moving toward us. Like all of them start like more moving toward the protesters, and the protesters start to back away. And then uh, it, it starts to escalate even further. There's there's somebody. Th- things are starting to get thrown at the police, and, and so forth. And you know, it's about this point where um, me and Ryan and Hatien like, okay, we have to get out of this place. We are not safe here. So. Uh, we are on the opposite side of the street from the dorms, and we've been pushed back to, like, right under the overpass. So Hao Tian and I um, go start to climb the stairs next to us. To We're going to go up to the overpass and across that way. That was our plan. Uh, and there was just the problem was there was just too many people to, like, push through to get to the other side of the street. So we got up to the first landing... And as we turned the corner, there were police coming down the stairs. So we could not go past them. And there were like, I don't know, another 10 other people with us. And we turned to go back down. And I guess we're going to have to push our way uh, across the street. And as we turned back around to go down the stairs, the police have advanced so far that they are now at the base of the staircase. So we cannot go down either. And... There's 10 of us or so, and, like, I think two people, like, jumped off of the staircase to, like, run away. Uh, It wasn't as high. Like, I feel like physically I could totally have done that, but I just, it wasn't, like, a thought that occurred to me at the time. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of stood there, and, like, we weren't sure what to do. And then, you know, we could, the, the police weren't, like, collapsing on us or, like, anything like that. They just stopped. Uh, at least the ones on the staircase. And I, we kind of looked, looked around, nothing was happening, nothing happening. And then all of a sudden three tear gas canisters landed on this landing where we're all standing. 
Oh, no. Um, one of them landed in front of me. I didn't react fast enough. It exploded all over my face and, and everything. Uh, it burned. I was in a lot of pain. I couldn't see uh, or anything like that. And subsequently fell down the stairs to oh, no. the ground level. And as I was trying to stand up and, like, get my bearings and, like, like trying to rub at my eyes, which, you know, wasn't going to really do anything anyway, um, two police officers grabbed me and uh, one threw, pressed me against the ground, or I guess it was, like, half on... I was, like, half on the ground, half on the stairs when, they, when this was happening. But one of them grabbed me and, like, threw me onto the ground slash steps. Um... And, like, one of them was, like, yelling at me to, like, put my arms behind my back as he was, like, pulling my arms behind my back. Uh, there's a picture on Facebook where you can see, uh, clearly see the outline of baton, where a baton was hit, hit me in the back at least twice. Oh. Um, and so in the process, like, my hat fell off and my camera fell out of my hands and things like that. And so they grabbed me. And, like, walked me down the street uh, towards where there's a couple of guys and they, they're kind of, like, standing by a van and, like, not clearly not part of, like, the main regime, but just kind of, like, watching everything happen. And they had picked up my camera, so they gave me my camera as well, held it on, held on to it for me. And I, they, had, they talked to me and they, they were getting information from me. And as soon as they realized I was only 17, they realized that they had to adjust what they were doing because I wasn't an adult. <laughs> so I couldn't be treated the same way. And this is apparently – I was not the only person uh, that this had happened to, I guess. So – because, like, they, the way they talked about it, they said that, um, uh, that they had, like, a holding cell or something for other people that they were doing this for. So that was the new plan. So, like, it was great because the guy was like, when's your birthday? And I was like, da-da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, oh, you're 17. And he, like, immediately crumples up the paper that he was writing on and, like, starts a new one. And I was like, okay, I, I, I'm okay with this. <laughs> you should have to do more work because you're awful. Um, at the time, uh, I had fairly long hair. Uh, you know, it was almost down to my shoulders in a lot of places and uh you know it was like it fell in front of my eyes and all that kind of stuff and the the one this is the probably the worst part of the whole circumstance and event but one of the cops i remember saying to me uh you know he um and like the all of the like i don't know there were like four or five of them standing around me and they were like talking about you know i don't know just kind of like shooting the shit a little bit but one of them, like, looked at me and he, you know, was, like, kind of, like, assessing me in a sense. I don't know. I could barely see from, like, the burning in my eyes. But I remember him distinctly saying, you know, the guys in prison are going to love you because you have long hair. Ah! Which is absolutely horrific. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was very uncomfortable and i was very upset and and it was not a good time no that's awful yeah uh so ultimately they put me in the back of the van um there's no seatbelt, uh and i was my hand my wrists were zip tied behind me so i was holding on to like a leather strap that was on the side of the van to not like get knocked around 
and like I couldn't wipe anything out of my eyes. I couldn't like try to fix any of like all the tear gas in me. And I was back there for about half an hour as we drove around. We stopped and the back doors opened and there were two cops there. And at this time it was like a little after midnight and the apparently the place they were taking me wasn't going to take me. They were like, we don't want it. We don't have any more room or whatever the situation was. So they asked me for the phone number to my grandparents or, or parental figure or whoever it was. And so I gave them my grandparents' house phone. Uh, presumably it woke them up. And they were on the phone for maybe five minutes. I wasn't in the conversation. I didn't get the phone. They hung up and uh, they didn't say anything else to me. And then the doors were shut and we drove off again for another half an hour and then we stopped and the back doors opened and they pulled me out of the van cut the zip ties i got my phone back or not my phone my 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 camera back and uh they said the guy was and i, I finally had an understand to where i was and i was at, by the dorms we were back by the dorms and the guy was like you have to he's like if i see you out here again tomorrow or whatever you know, like, don't, you know, it's not going to be the same. Like, we're not going to let you go. You'll be arrested. And I was like, okay. Then, like, I was like, the next day was Friday. And I was like, should I go to my classes? Like, I, I don't know what you're saying to me. And he's like, go to your classes. Go back home. That's it. And I was like, okay, okay. So I, like, take off running back to the dorm. And we lived on the fourth floor, my my friends and I. I could hear as I got close to the dorm, somebody on the fourth floor yell out, oh my gosh, there's Ryan. And like, I got in, I swiped my card. I got in, I went up the elevator and I got off the elevator and real, and everybody kind of realized at the same time that like they hadn't a fact counted for, accounted for me. Like they thought everybody had made it back and I hadn't. Oh no. Uh, so, you know, I kind of stumble off the elevator and like, I tell everybody the same story I just said. Uh, you know, I have to like, I threw away the clothes I was wearing that day. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think I would be able to get the tear gas out of them. Took a shower, called my grandparents who were still awake at like one in the morning now and like explained what really happened. Cause it was funny. My granddad thought I was protesting, which I really (laughs) wasn't, but like, he was kind of like proud of it. And I was like, no, (laughs) I was just there to like save, help my friend Hal Tien. (laughs) <laughs> so I reunited with Hao Tian then, and I was like, what the hell happened? Where did you go? Are, were you okay? And he was like, yeah. So like a minute after the tear gas came, the cops let us go up the steps and across the landing or across oh, no. the overpass. And I was like, are you fucking serious? So, uh, you know, I had um, like a police uh, arrest band on my wrist that I didn't take off until it fell off. And uh, it was tough, you know, and it was it sucked. So I didn't know, like, how far along, like, the arrest process it had gone, but it was on my record at that point. And mm-hmm. so the two, two things. So the first was you could have it, you could, you could get, like, you could join, like, the ACLU lawsuit if you were arrested on Friday or Saturday, I didn't count because I was arrested on Thursday night. So I wasn't part of that. 
Then the police sent out an email saying something to the effect of, if you were arrested for this and this and this on this time, whatever, uh, get in touch with us and we'll work with you to like get it removed from your record if, if it should be. Um, and again, I didn't fall into the, the time span for that either. Uh, I remember the next day I ran into, or this, this guy, this old gent, older gentleman, uh, overheard me talking with a friend about my experience and he like grabbed a quote from me for the newspaper that I had been, um, and he like got my number and was like, he, I guess he thought that like I was part of like the protest. So he thought he could get more information about what was going to happen from me, which unfortunately I couldn't help him with. But I'm in the newspaper. It's it's on the Googles. <laughs> um, so so this was in September. Then uh, I forget what time when um, we scheduled the meeting. But in December, my I went home for Christmas, and my grandparents drove me back and went with me to the police station or courthouse or whatever it was to meet with someone about getting this removed from my record. And in doing so, like I sent, I emailed them my re my account of the inform of the, of the event. The arresting officer was not present. Um, despite being asked to be there and the woman. So it was like me, my grandparents and this woman. And, you know, she's asking me like, you know, would you do it all again? Da, 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 da. And I explained it to her in my own words and stuff. And she said, and like, for me, it was mostly about, I was, the reason I stayed as long as I did was to make sure that Hao Tien was okay, because he is 18 at the, was 18 at the time. He didn't speak English very well. I thought, or I was concerned that like, if somebody, you know, me or the other Ryan or whoever it was, wasn't there with him, like it could be very bad for him if he, this something happened to him, like it did to me. And mm -hmm. I fucking, I'll never forget this woman. She said, you know, she's like, do you think next time you'll like leave your friend and like, you know, get out of there? And I was like, no, <laughs> no way. Uh, why would I do like, I was very, uh, no, not a chance, not a chance. And she just kind of gave me this look like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you or anything or whatever. But anyway, uh, in summation, uh, the as far as I'm aware, the the record was completely expunged, or, or the event was completely expunged from my record, ultimately, mm -hmm. and uh, I have lived to tell the tale, as it were. Hooray! Yeah, but it was a uh, not a great experience. <laughs> I can't imagine. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It getting was, tear gassed and like beaten up by the police kind of right because like the next day i like cut off my hair i was like really upset and distraught about that too um mm -mm. i was just like really not and I, at, up until that point i didn't have any relationship with the police like i never knew a police officer personally like none of my friends parents were police officers i never had a run-in with the police either because of something I did, because of something I knew did, because of just, like, knowing them or whatever. So I had no experience with police. And this was the first experience I had with them. And I was like, no, this is not... I don't like this. This is really... <laughs> even even if I had, like... 
if I had like warranted being arrested, if I felt like I should have been arrested, like, okay, great. But like just what happened, I was like, no, this is, I don't just going to avoid this, this profession completely if I can kind of a thing. Right. Probably for the better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the arrest story. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. Well, not very good, but (laughs) right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have not gotten arrested, so I don't have an arrest story. Well, that's good. And then hopefully that doesn't change. Hopefully not. No mm-hmm. big plans. Right. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll try to keep my more illegal impulses under control, I guess. Yes, that is for the best. <laughs> um, avoid going to protests and riots. Yeah. Uh, they are not good. Um, Generally not, No. One of the best things I've enjoyed in the wake of such of such a thing is Nick, who is the one who came back and like told everybody about what happened and and encouraged everybody to go down and check it out. Um, Nick uh, blames himself to a certain degree uh, for for what happened, and I have never like tried to dissuade him from that opinion. I have always played it up as his fault. Every time I have the opportunity, uh, including right now, because it is his fault. I thought everything was your fault, Mm-mm. generally. No, actually. Not this. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have an arrest story. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, the big thing that happened my freshman year of college... Mm-hmm. Early on was uh, the September 11th attacks. Oh, wow. That was my freshman year. And you were in New York. Yes. Mm. Yes, not the city, but the state. So my freshman year of college. So, you know, we start at the end of August or whatever. Obviously, it's September, so I'd been there like three weeks probably. Mm-hmm. Two, three weeks. And... Ithaca, I went to Ithaca. Um, Ithaca College has two towers, the East Tower and the West Tower, that are like 12 or 13 stories tall. So I lived in, and that's mostly where freshmen live. Mm -hmm. So I lived in the East Tower with my roommates. We had roommates. So (laughs) I lived in a corner suite with Sarah and Alexanne. So Alexanne was from Seattle. So, and then Sarah's from Syracuse. Um, so we were sleeping because it was early in the morning and our phone rings and Alexan's parents were up and they were like, oh my God, have you seen what happened? Like, blah, blah, blah. Cause we didn't have TV in our dorm room. It's like, we didn't know what was going on. We're like trying to figure it all out. So we like get up, like get on the computer, like somebody went down to like the lounge or whatever with the TV. So I'm like looking and like there, cause there was the one plane also that was near Philadelphia. So, mm-hmm. and my dad actually for work was flying to Philadelphia that morning. Like he was on a plane, like when all this was happening. Oh, wow. So yeah, so that wasn't good. No. So, um, cause my mom called and she's like, uh, she's like, I haven't heard from your dad. I'm like, she's like, have you heard all the stuff that's going on? And I'm like, yeah. So she's like, okay. I'm like, well, if you hear anything, let me know. She's like, yep. So that was like 
not a good time because like we didn't know where he was for we didn't know where he was for like that whole morning mm-hmm. while all this stuff was going on. So we found out later that his plane got diverted. Okay. At least, and he had to like drive back from where he was going. So that was a thing. But yeah, so that was like a weird thing. My one friend's roommate heard that a plane had hit the towers and thought it had hit our towers at the college. (laughs) Yeah. So she's like, what's going on? (laughs) So, yeah. So it was just really weird because everything got canceled that day. So, like, me and my friend Marissa had, we were supposed to have class, like, later that morning. Mm -hmm. So, and at that point, we, you know, things were still sort of like, what's going on? So she's like, are you going to class? And I'm like, I guess so. I don't know. I'm like, let's go. So we went down because we were in the journalism. It was like intro to journalism or something. So we had, it was like a big study hall with like a giant like display like monitor. So they just had like news coverage and stuff on it. So we were down there for a while watching that. I was sort of really weird because it was like all that was on tv like everybody was sort of wandering around like nobody knew what to do mm-hmm. like everything got canceled for like a couple days oh man so yeah yeah so yeah so that was that was my freshman year thing that's a big thing that's a big thing yep so and then a lot of people in ithaca were from the city so that was a thing too obviously for like all those people it was very like traumatic right Right. It's not a good thing. Like, you know, you're three weeks into like college and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> but, but yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't know if we have any other stories. I feel like <laughs> last time we had like stories and stories and stories, but I'd, also I don't know if we want to subject everybody to another four hour podcast about nothing. <laughs> Well, the other the other thing was last time, you know, we had 10 movies to talk about and each movie mm-hmm. led to something that we ended up touching on. <laughs> yes. And uh, this time it was just the Meg. Just me. Just you. <laughs> so that kind of limits the scope of the tangents at least, but... A little bit, yeah. Yeah. You know. That's probably good. Probably good for all parties involved. Perhaps. Perhaps. (laughs) I know. We'll have to come up with something for podcast number three. Yeah. I mean... I'm just going to keep coming on. It's going to be a series now. (laughs) Whether you want me to or not. We at least have the sequel slash whenever that comes out to do that episode. Meg 2, Return of the Meglings. Yes. So we will have to figure out... um, what to do in the interim (laughs) yeah so i was gonna say that's probably gonna be a few years down the road so we'll have to come up with something in between yes (laughs) all right we'll figure something out yeah we'll make it i'm sure definitely i'm sure i believe in it it'll work out it will Mm -hmm. awesome uh i don't know is there anything else you wanted to say talk about discuss da 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 i don't think so no no, not that I can think of. Got your story out of you. Yeah, you did. And I don't remember if there was any other follow-up items from the last time. I don't think so. Not from the last time. But one thing uh, is that you, in the time between last episode and this one, 
became a Patreon subscriber. Mm-hmm. And that entitled you to some perks that I don't know that have really done anything for you yet. <laughs> Necessarily. No. We've been busy. So yeah. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Otherwise, we probably also would have done this podcast like a month ago. Right. You know, time being what it is. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you have, you got the personal thanks, um, mm-hmm. which is what happens. And uh, the only other thing on the list of rewards that you can really do right now is record the outro. Yeah. And do the outro. You, I could. You up for that? I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the script. Okay. And you can, you know, fl- add the flair, whatever you want. A- add my personal flair to it. Of course. Naturally. Use my creative consulting to <laughs> snazz it up a little bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, I will, we can do that. And, okay. Uh, we, I'm down. I'm down for the cause. Cool. And we can start it with this episode. Perfect. Dun, dun, dun. That's a lot of pressure. I don't know if I can do that now. I, I have complete faith in you. <laughs> I'm glad someone does. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, in that case, uh, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. This was great. Yes, me too. Thank you for having me on again. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, if there's anything you want to plug, you can do it now. No, I don't really have anything too exciting. Just my Twitter, mm-hmm. which is, I also don't know if that's exciting, <laughs> but it exists. It does exist. It does exist. So it's at Algo Feroz, which means something fierce in Spanish, but it's A-L-G-O-F-E-R-O-Z. Mm-hmm. It's mostly about sports ball, <laughs> just as a warning. Sometimes there's cute animals. Like sharks. That's like sharks mm-hmm. or pandas or sea otters. Okay. Okay. Animals are good. So yeah, if you like sports ball and animals, I'm your woman. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Uh, great. Then um, I guess that's it for this episode and uh, you can do the outro. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to listen to more episodes, you can find this podcast at circleoffilm.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to follow Ryan on Twitter, you can find him at Circle of Film or contact him through email at circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash circleoffilm for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you again for listening and have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me Even as she fails